Welcome to Ladies Talking Leafs. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. And 11 days to the start of the regular season and the Leafs home opener. Um, the preseason schedule continues. Not a bad record so far for the Leafs. Uh, three wins and two losses, one in overtime uh, and to the Senators. And they still have three games left to play. One versus the Habs uh, tomorrow night. We're recording this on Sunday. And um, and then another final two preseason games versus the Red Wings. Yeah, so the preseason has been much better knowing that the voice of the Leafs, Joe Bowen, will be back calling the play alongside Jim Ralph uh, doing game analysis for the Leafs on TSN and the fan on Sportsnet. Um, yeah. yeah, I just can't <laughs> believe that this was actually – you know, they just kept the poor guys waiting for so long. I can't believe this is actually a question going in. Um, I guess the plan or they were considering like they do for Jay's games um, or I, they, they tried to do this for Jay's games, I think, which they actually went back to a, a radio team, but I think they were tr- going to try to simulcast it. Yeah. Um, that's what I heard. I heard that they're going to try and do it. I think it's just to have like the TV guys on radio. I guess mm-hmm. that sort of thing, which I thought was ridiculous yeah. in my opinion. I don't know. I mean, he's the voice of the Leafs, like we said, yeah. Joe Bowen, right? Like, and um, I guess it was important for him to uh, that, like, because this will be his forty-second season, I guess, calling games for the Leafs, um, and that would be just one past the legendary Foster Hewitt, so uh, who called Leafs? It's a games. big milestone. Yeah. Called Leaf Games for 41 seasons. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, he just, he's just the energy he brings. And obviously, he's a bit of a homer, right? But we love that. We're Leaf fans, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we want to hear. We want to hear good things about our Leafs, positive stuff, right? Even And, and your, your regional radio broadcast should be like that. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. So, it's fine if the national network needs to be more unbiased whatever. But your regional radio broadcast should be a Homer broadcast. It should be all about your hometown team. And they definitely bring it. They still have a ton of energy. And um, yeah, I'm glad that they came to their senses and decided to uh, sign them on again for Mm. at least another year. So um, hopefully it'll be, it'll be more than that because. The only thing I I don't like is the fact that they're still not going to like they're not going to travel with the team. Like yeah. they're going to be calling games from a studio. Like when, yeah, uh, and that's not easy uh, to do um, no. in some instances because of you know some of the jerseys are make it difficult. Um, anyway, yeah. but considering that, I mean, it's seamless, so you can't even tell that they really struggle with it. So, yeah, unless they say something, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> or we actually just know in advance, which we do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. It's good to hear them either way that they're going to be, or good to hear that they're going to be back. So as uh, mm-hmm. Joe Bowen and Jim Ralph calling calling Leaf games this season. So another thing, quick thing that caught our attention were some comments from NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman, our favorite person, and uh, something he said about the upcoming NHL All Star Game, which is going to be coming to Toronto. We all know next February. Um, so he said that. The NHL skills competition is going to be toned down out of respect to the Toronto fans. Now that really, I don't know, it bugged me a little bit. I just thought to myself, why would you tone it down in the best hockey market? Like it just, I don't know. It didn't make like, why not bring the excitement 
the way you do in other markets, whether it be like you don't have to be in Las Vegas or Florida, like with the palm trees and everything to to make like you would think the league would want to make it just as good in the biggest hockey market as and why to wouldn't the other you ones. want to yeah. showcase make it the ultimate yeah. all star skills competition yeah. situation like instead some, of toning it I, down yeah and some ideas I heard too were getting involved with the um, something to do with at the Toronto sign mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. like that like involving the Toronto sign with some of the skills competition and even the CN Tower like getting getting those. Um, uh, landmarks, I guess, like those those things uh, involved in somehow in creating something different, right? Something for the fans, because we know what the NHL All-Star game is all about, right? It's all about the corporate sponsors and just... Um, no, and too, truthfully, like, I think the corporate sponsors should be offended by this. Yeah. yeah that they're right. not thinking of completely showcasing them in some way with, you know, sponsoring some really cool event that's going to go viral or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's right. It's an yeah. affront to everyone, frankly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was not the greatest comment to say, um, to, to tone it down. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> yeah, no. well so anyway, I, there is going to be a lot of events and I think, you know, by all accounts, it's, it's going to be a great event regardless because we all know that Leafs Nation brings it. So the people will be there yeah. and we're going to make it great no matter what uh, they decide to do. Exactly. So now it's time to get our show on the road. And first off, we are going to talk about the Leafs defense and goaltending. And we'll give our thoughts on the Leafs preseason to date. And for a third period, we are going to have a look at some of the questions from a recent Maple Leafs poll that was run by the Toronto Sun and give our thoughts on that. So without any further ado, let's talk Leafs. Okay, so last week we uh, focused, uh, the last show, we focused on the forwards that are in camp, and now we're going to have a look at the uh, defense and the goaltending. So starting with the defense pairings um, to start the season, most likely they're going to be, it's Riley Brody, McCabe, Klingberg, and Giordano, and Lilligren. So um, we talked a little bit about this last show with, with Mike, our Ladies Talking Leafs insider, and I'm perfectly fine with the Riley Brody combination. And um, and Brody's had it a little bit tough now, I guess, with the passing of his dad and that. So he only got into his first game um, yesterday versus the Habs. I believe it was yesterday or it was Friday, one of the games. And um, yeah, so but he he seemed to be his usual steady defensive self in in the game and, and played pretty well. And um, the Klingberg one now, I guess he's got some upper body injury, apparently. Um, so hopefully that's, he's supposed to have MRI. Hopefully that's not uh, too bad, but um, I don't know. And then Giordano, he's the oldest, oldest guy in the, in the league now, <laughs> 40 years old. He's going to turn 40 this week. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, he has yeah. a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Lilligren is the third pairing, which is fine. So what, I mean, I don't know, it's it's not the greatest, let's just say. For the regular season, I think it's going to be okay. What I, I actually was thinking about it more today. I think it's going to be more of a of it's team defense, basically. So I think it's mm-hmm. the whole team. No, and I, I think Trilliving yeah. actually said that too. Yeah. 
he referred to that. And that's sort of really what we did last year anyways. Like it was, you know, it was basically team defense concept. Yeah. Um, It's a commitment from the forwards to help out the defense. And, Mm -hmm. and that's how, how they get through the regular season. And I mean, obviously it's worked the last few seasons having hundred points plus each year. Um, But like you look like, Marner, for example, he had the NHL's best uh, number for takeaways last season with 104. So that shows the commitment to defense. Matthews was first in block shots, which we we knew, and um, with 92 for forwards. Anyways, and um, yeah, so the only thing I guess it's going to be a bit tough with Bertuzzi and Domi in, to start, I think, because they're new to the system. So they're going to, Domi's not... I know a little bit more of Max Domi. He's he, he he's not the greatest defensively, let's just say. But um, we'll see how it, how it goes with him. But you got to give them time, basically, to get into that. And um, yeah, and I'm I'm expecting actually. I was looking for Jake McCabe because he only joined. Seems like he's been with us longer, but he hasn't. And he's only been with us just last season in February. He came mm-hmm. uh, just prior to the deadline, and um, and I'm expecting a better season, like to have a full season under his plate because I think I think in the playoffs he was okay he wasn't great um but I just think the whole Toronto market thing too you need to get used to it like to 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 be better I guess you need to be to get used to the market and and the pressures that come with the market I think he's gonna have a a better like a to have a full season I think it's gonna be really good for him and I think um yeah that's basically what um my thoughts on it and yeah i don't i i don't know i'm i'm not that comfortable let's just say, but we'll get through it <laughs> well what do you think about the fact that um lil Ugrin has been wearing an a i mean obviously he's been wearing an a throughout the the yeah. uh training camp yeah um cuz really he's probably one of the more veteran players that have been playing <laughs> yes, lately because exactly. they really are only wanting to get a good a good look at the kids right now. But yeah. what do you think that uh, that says that that they're basically yeah, I think they're giving hoping, him a little bit more leadership there? Yeah, I think they're hoping that um, – I mean, he has played well in the in, in the preseason games that he's been in, and um, I'm, I'm thinking they're hoping that he takes the next step possibly to get into the – like into the second pairing. Um, and he might have to because of with Klingberg being, uh, mm-hmm. possibly injured for the beginning of the season, but yeah, no, it's, and it, it, hopefully it gives him or it should give him confidence too, right. To say that the team like believes him in that way to give him that the A for, for the, uh, during the preseason and, um, yeah, going, moving to just to Klingberg, I wrote down cause with him, I think with John Klingberg, I'm really hoping that he gets back to what he had in Dallas. And I think that's what everybody wants. Um, but um, because he played big minutes in Dallas, he played 22 to 24 minutes a night mm. there. And he also, I mean, he wasn't great defensively. We all know that he's an offensive defenseman, but I mean, he had in his last season with the stars, which was 2021, 20, 22 season, he had 34 points on the power play. And Morgan Riley only had 17 last year. I know we've we've struggled for the past few yeah. years to with getting any offense from our D, and 
it's, it's an important thing to have. Right. So, um, and yeah, then the next I mean, one after that was Rasmus Sandin, who's not even with us anymore. No, I know. <laughs> right? Well, and so. he's he's in that same same kind of mold though as Klingberg, except Klingberg is more experienced. You know, I think that's Sandin is they were hoping that he would grow into that, right? Yeah. But then in the end, it was an it was an asset that Dubis wanted to move, right? Because there were part times during the playoffs last year that I remember thinking, man, if we only had him, you know. Yeah. But they got rid of him. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. So like, hopefully they're going to utilize him well. Yeah. Um, who do you think, like, obviously we know what our top six is going to be, mm-hmm. but who are going to be our, our maybe seven or eight, you know, waiting in the wings, do you think? Well, we were thinking all of a sudden Connor Timmons was, a <laughs> yeah, such a star until he got, who I don't know who hit him from the Habs uh, there in the game on Friday night. This but, is um, this is really the problem with him actually is because every time that he's played for us up yeah. to now since we've gotten him, he has produced. Yeah. He's a really good offensive uh, defenseman. He's a, he's a right shot. He's he's high value in that regard, and I think he's he's got the potential to be really good. But it same sort of thing. He can't seem to stay healthy. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, unfortunately, so, and I if I I heard that might be in like an ACL thing, like it's definitely a knee. Oh, so really? hopefully oh. it's not a tear. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's a tough break for him, but yeah, he would have been the, the first choice yeah. for being and number seven. The other, but the other choice that I was th- that I wrote down, um, actually for for another section of our <laughs> of our talk is um is Simon Benoit. I guess mm-hmm. who played last night uh, in the game, but he's been out with back spasm. That's why that was his first mm-hmm. game versus the Habs on Saturday night. And um, I guess I picked him because he has he played with the Ducks last season too. He played quite a, he played seventy eight games, and he had uh, sixty penalty win minutes. So like he's a third pairing guy, let's just say. Mm-hmm. And we could, he's a big guy, but he's a big guy. Mm-hmm. And Last night he had he played fifteen minutes or almost sixteen minutes and versus the Habs and he had six hits, so he brings that physicality. That's what he's about. Like he even mm-hmm. in a couple of articles I read about him, that's what he's that's what he's bringing the physicality to the game. Um, he did play his average ice time with the Ducks was over nineteen minutes a night, mm-hmm. so he he can play longer minutes. But for us, like that's why he he probably might be better suited with our team or, or have better stats too, because he'll be lower in the, in the pairings and mm-hmm. he can be that seventh defenseman. Let's just say, um, assume if there's any, if there's a need for that. So yeah, that was the, that was the guy that I was, I heard at. that uh, he also is um, kind of really wants to show the ducks yes. what they're missing. Yeah. So He's really kind of really working hard to make this squad. So, because yeah. he just wants to prove something. So, there that's never a bad thing to have. That, there's also Maxime Lajoie. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. But he's played more games because he's been healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, but to me, he doesn't have enough NHL. Like, at least Benoit has played in it like a full season mm-hmm. with the Ducks, whereas um, Lajoie has only played a few games. Here and there with the Canes, with the Hurricanes and the uh, and the Senators as well, but um, but yeah, so I don't know. We don't have a lot of depth there, otherwise, because like they're not mm-hmm. wanting. Obviously, they don't want to put Topi Nimala in there. Um, to no, be, like, I, I yeah. don't think he's quite ready yet. I think he no. needs like a full 
AHL season, I think, yeah. to yeah. get because um, he's a smaller guy. He's gonna really have to sort of learn um, how to play in this type in these types of systems, this type of ice. Um, yeah. I think a, a year of uh, work in the in the A will be yeah. good for him. Yeah. So let's move on to the goaltending. So we obviously know that uh, Samsonov, he's going to be for sure at least a 1A, and he's going to be sharing the net most likely with Joseph Wall. But Martin Jones, he has really shown up and had a really good camp as well. So what do you think is going to happen there? Yeah, the, uh, well, Joseph Wall, unfortunately, got sick. I think there's a flu bug going around, I guess, with the Leafs. Yeah, gee. Mm. <laughs> right, with Nylander. A flu bug. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, flu bug. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, Martin Jones, in the meantime, he's he's played really well. Uh, he played in the second game versus the Sens, um, which was the overtime loss, but um, but he made quite a quite a few really good saves there. And um, he also played versus the Sabres in the 5-2 win. And then last night in Montreal, he had the 3-1 win. But um, I don't, he looks steady in there. I don't know. I, I We need him there um, because I'm pretty sure with the situation in Tampa now, with Vasilevsky having uh, the surgery, the back surgery, like they need a goalie. And yeah, so really we need him to not play so well. <laughs> Because he's still going to get picked up though, because even like, because he's an experienced so? NHL. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless, because he, he played last year um, and had a, a decent season with Seattle. I think it was Seattle, right? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, so he, he, he played pretty well there. And, uh, and I don't even know who Tampa has as a goalie. I mean, I'm not. Uh, like, uh, like, I think it's uh, Johansson. Oh. Right. Not very good. <laughs> yeah. Supposedly. Yeah, so. <laughs> so they are in need, but yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll have to see, you know, which goalies end up on, on waivers, but I know. Um, it, might, it might be like, I guess, obviously Brandon Pridham is our cap specialist. So it might be the thing where they'll try to hang on to him as long as possible. Yeah, so like by doing to force Tampa to pick somebody up. And then put them yeah, on, like to keep them long, mm. keep it longer that way. Like maybe even by sending. It's not good to say, but let's just say yours. And I have no idea because I'm not a capologist person. But like you send Matthew Nyes down, let's mm-hmm. say for like down to the Marlies for like a game or two or whatever, just so that you could have that extra time. Um, but then also they there is the thing too now with Klingberg and Timmins being injured they're depending on whether or not they have to go on long-term injury so Mm -hmm. that the LTIR part of it that could help but there is a maximum that they can use for that right so yeah I think we're pretty close to it already so oh yeah okay Mm -hmm. all right yeah again we're not capologist people or whatever right or you're better at (laughs) I'm thinking of that so um but yeah I mean I it's like right now, it would be Martin Jones, I guess, as a backup to say, because Wall's only played the one game versus the yeah. Senators, right? He hasn't really. But the but thing is, is there's you, you cannot no, put you Wall on no. waivers at all because no. for sure he will get picked yes. up. Yeah. So you can't do that. It's just yeah. because he hasn't been feeling well. So you can't, obviously, mm-hmm. you can't knock the guy for that. So no. So yeah. And then Samsonov, I thought he played pretty well in the one game that. Yeah, um, he did. Versus the Habs on Friday night, he played the two periods, 
And um, yeah, and Joseph Wall was supposed to play last night. The other, um, the Petrozelli, he's played pretty well too as a mm-hmm. in the although he'll probably be with the Marlies and um, this season, but he's played pretty well. Um, yeah, but uh, most likely, I think it's going to be Joseph Wall as the backup. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you think the same? Yeah, I I don't really see any yeah. any difference really there. Yeah. Um, and it makes mo- the most sense um, with the cap and you know with the situation. So, yeah. um, I think Martin Jones he was there for he's there for an insurance, and yeah. like you said, uh, Pridham and Treliving are going to have to figure out how to work it so that we get to keep them somehow you know, within the organization because, because yeah, we tend to not have very good luck that way. So. All right. So I thought of this question and I think I stumped myself with the question because I can't even think of it. (laughs) But I said, other than Matthew Nyes, Frazier Minton and Easton Cowan, who has impressed you in this camp? It doesn't have to be prospects or anything like that. Like Mm -hmm. Leafs prospects. Well, for me, you pick. Yeah. For me, I actually, I, we've already talked about the two people that have really stood out to me and like, and that's Timmons. Yeah. Number one yeah. has been a standout. Yeah. And he always impresses me. Like anytime he's played for us, I actually think that he is, is really good. He's smart. He's fast. He's, he does really good things with the puck and he adds to our offense and that's a really good thing. Um, so it's super, super disappointing. And I'm so sad for him that he got hurt. Yeah. yeah. And hopefully it's not going to be anything serious. And, you know, he'll, he's still pretty young guy. He's only 25. Yeah. So I'm just hopeful that, you know, eventually I think he is, he is part of the future of our, our, of our defensive core. Yeah. I do think so. Cause like- he's, he, he's making strides. He's improving. Yeah. And then the other person, um, is Martin Jones. Like he's yeah. played really, really well and kind of surprised um, me uh, in that way. And it kind of makes it, makes it difficult, but I guess these are things are, you know, it's not bad to have these problems where you have competition for very few spots. So. Yeah. yeah. I like, uh, actually, I don't know if you saw the, um, the goalie mass for, um, for actually for Samson off as well mm-hmm. as for, uh, Martin Jones. I like Martin Jones. He has like all these, all the leaves on the back of his mm-hmm. uh, masks. I thought that was kind of cool. And I like, uh, obviously the Samsonov has the Cujo style mm-hmm. masks or things. So that was, that was kind of cool. I actually picked, even though we only picked one game, because like I said, I stumped myself was that who we already talked about was that Simon Benoit. I liked his mm-hmm. game last night because, and I was thinking of the fact like Timmons, yes, because, but he's injured and none of the other guys, I mean, Tavares had a pretty good game considering on uh on Wednesday night in the Hockeyville Craft Hockeyville game versus the Sabers. But um I don't know, I, I, the Max none of these guys like the Max Domi, he hasn't again, they've only played like a game or two. Mm-hmm. So they you can't really get a, a feel for that. And um but yeah, I pick I actually picked the Benoit guy, even though he's only played one game and I wish that his he had the back spasms, I guess, was his uh, issue mm-hmm. that he didn't play more. Um, and yeah, and then there was also that William Lagason. Oh, yeah. He's actually been pretty good. Like, I've, yeah. I've noticed him. 
yeah, on defense. Like he's mm-hmm. he's had more of the opportunity, I think, because Benoit has been hurt and then because um Timmins got hurt. Uh he's had a bit more opportunity in two, in a couple of games. So and he he played pretty well as well. So yeah, that's who I uh who I've noticed um in this camp so far. So there's only three games uh left. So you would think that uh like obviously the big guys like they need Matthews, Marner, like and Bertuzzi, mm-hmm. um Domi, they they need to get on the ice basically and get the timing and, and chemistry going. Cause we only have like 11 days to, <laughs> to the opening night. So they got to right. get ready. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, like, like we said, it, and it, it shows that there aren't that many roster spots because have we seen any of the big guns play hardly? No, yeah. no. like they haven't played reason being is they know they know what they're getting from them. Mm-hmm. And I also think that it's important for Tre Living to see these guys because none of these guys that are playing right now are his picks. Yeah. So he sure. needs to get a feel for what these guys have to offer. And to me, the future is looking pretty bright right now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I'm surprised. Like I've never been this excited about (laughs) prospects. Like I, not for a long time. So yeah, the guys, the guys that I mentioned are the the three guys that have brought the excitement. Basically, Matthew Nice, Fraser Minton, and Easton. They have brought it. Yeah, Fraser. It's like when they're when they're showing um, Minton and Nice on the bench. It was like shades of Austin and Marner rookie season. You know, like yeah. So um, yeah, so I think that's. It's pretty cool that that there's going to be. I mean, and th- I have to give credit to Dubas because these this is now where we are starting to see his picks, kind of you know coming along. Yeah. Um. So you know he did a good job picking yeah. these guys or that. Yeah. Um. And I guess Wes Clark is yeah. his right hand man for this kind of stuff. So anyway, now let's get to our third period segment and we are going to review um, and give our thoughts on a few questions from a recent uh, Maple Leafs poll that was run by the Toronto Sun. So I think we each picked a couple questions yeah. and uh, you can kick it off there, Chris. Which pick questions did you key in on? Yeah, so I like these polls because I like to compare to see what my thoughts are if they're in line with the rest of uh, what Leafs Nation is thinking. So um See if I'm remotely close, I guess, to what most Leaf fans think. So the first question I thought was interesting out of all of them uh, was when the Leafs were eliminated, what did you think, what did you think had the best chance of happening in the offseason? So the choices were one of the core gets traded, the Kyle Dubas firing, um, Sheldon Keefe gets fired, Brandon Shanahan gets fired, or nothing that they stay stand pat. So for me, I... I picked the actual one of the core gets traded. That's what mm-hmm. I thought was going to happen. And, right. and I picked Sheldon Keefe getting fired. fired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that ended up being <laughs> the highest percentage was, was that one about the, for in the poll. Yeah. It ended up being Sheldon Keefe. I don't know. The, um, I was, that didn't surprise me because everybody was talking about that. And I still think Sheldon Keefe, even though he signed, a new, ex, um, like an extension. I still think he's on a kind of a short leash, I guess. Right. Like depending, cause mm, each, mm-hmm. cause especially last year, like the leaf started off slow too, like in the, in the beginning last of the two season, seasons or last two seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
I mean, if they start off slow again in this, uh, in this, this season, then, um, like depending on how it goes, obviously uh, he might, he might be still on the, uh, a little bit of a, on the edge of his seat, let's just say, um, when it, uh, when it comes to possibly getting, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen, but there's a possibility there. So, um, but yeah, Yeah, I thought, I thought for sure one of the, I thought like, whichever member of the core would get treated. I just thought that. Was yeah. And happen. actually that was, that was the one that had the most votes. Yeah. One of oh, the that, core pieces getting traded. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. 40%. Oh, Sheldon keep getting fired was 19%. So that was second. Uh, um, right. But uh, the thing is though, because of the cap situation with the core four and all of that, yeah. Um, there's always so many new players coming into camp. Much right. more so than probably a lot of other teams that are this much under the microscope. So yeah. I think it's hard to get a really strong quick start out of the gate when you have so many new people that yeah. you have to integrate. Um, and that's but, been every, every season, basically. Yeah. We always have so much tur- uh, like turnaround, basically, mm-hmm. with all different players. Yeah. So, um, but that being said, yeah, like I, you know, it's a new general manager. He did give him his vote of confidence. Um, but so far I've kind of liked, I've, I've liked what I've seen with Keith and his demeanor. So I actually think he's going to have a, a good year. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, it was, goes back again to what you were saying in our previous shows too, that the fact that Cal Dubas is no longer here, um, mm-hmm. that it, it's, it's going to give him maybe a little bit more of a different perspective on things on how to, how he coaches the team to let him do yeah. that basically. All right. So the second question that I had was uh, which players departure during the off season will have the greatest impact on the Leafs. I was kind of, I mean, yes, I Luke Shen was the winner of this. So but yes. anyway, let me give you the, sh- the choices here. I should do that. It's Michael Bunting is the first choice. Alex Kerfoot, Justin Hall, which I don't even know why he was mentioned, but um, as a choice there, uh, Ryan O'Reilly or Luke Shen. And I guess the overwhelming, uh, well, not overwhelming, I guess it was, oh yeah, it was 51%. Yes. Um, He basically got half the votes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then next up was Ryan O'Reilly. But Mm -hmm. I thought to myself, you know, I picked Michael Bunting because I just Well, I knew you would. Yes. (laughs) But I just thought because like, I mean, these, these two other guys were only with the team from March. I mean, it's not like they were there the whole year. Like I understand. That's Luke, true. Right. Like that's how I looked at it. I looked mm-hmm. at it as the whole season being. There I actually and, did pick Luke Shen. Yeah. And the reason being is that he brought an element to our defense, yes. which we've been talking about that we did not have. And surprisingly, he made it better even offensively. You know, that was not yeah. an expected thing, but he, allowed uh, Riley to really play his game. And yeah. I think people wanted to see myself included how that would translate over, you know, a full 82 game season and in going into well, the playoffs again. That's the thing you want to see how it yeah. translated. And they both yeah. O'Reilly and Shen decided to, to go elsewhere. So, uh, mm-hmm. well, so. I think Shen would have stayed if all things being equal, if you would have got the same, yeah. same money, same term here. Yeah. But you're not um, going to, Give him O'Reilly, that, so. different, we, different situation. Yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't afford that. So yeah, no. All right. So, um, 
So the questions that I picked that I thought were interesting are, uh, what did you think of the decision to not only keep Keefe, but to sign him to a two-year extension? So the answers were, it was the right way to go. His best coaching days are ahead of him. It's fine to retain him, but there should not have been an extension or he should have been fired after the, after the loss to Florida. And what did you go with? Um, I actually said that it was the right way to go. His best coaching days were ahead of him. Um, what I was surprised at is that is that was the, the top choice in the poll. That's what most people feel, which I was kind of shocked at. I didn't really think that most of Leafs Nation would would want to give him the benefit of the doubt that way. Yeah. Um, but I guess people feel that, like me, you know, with a new voice, a new partner in for living, that maybe it's going to bring out the best in him. So what do you think? I actually picked number two. I thought that mm-hmm. they should have had it as the uh, as the lame duck coach. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're such a pessimist. <laughs> I know. With this kind of, kind of stuff. <laughs> fine to retain him, but there should not have been an ex- You need to wait a little bit. I don't know. I need. I just thought that it was um, just the way the team, like you would have, you would have thought after the after beating Tampa, finally getting past the first round. Like to me, there shouldn't have been that much of a drop off to the next round. Like with the mm-hmm. with the core players, there should yeah. have been something that the coach should have got out of them to at least make it a series. Like not to go down in five, just to win one game and and just to. Like you, you would have thought that they were the, those core players would have had the bite basically to, mm-hmm. to, to get through and to, and to win some, win at least two games in that series. Right. So I don't know. That's why I was, it was, it was just based on the, on the playoffs and that response that those players had um, for him. But but yeah, so I mean, I, I would have kept him on. I, I don't think he should have been fired outright. Um, mm-hmm. And then things just—it's kind of weird because things just changed totally because of the Dubas like yeah. getting let go. Mm-hmm. So that question—it it kind of, um, yeah, it's kind of a, a a different kind of or an odd kind of question. <laughs> the fact that uh, the GM left, and um, but yeah, so I don't know. We'll see what happens this, this season. Like now that it's now that it's it's his team and he's uh and he has new players and he doesn't have Kyle Dubas that he's been working with for so many years like we'll see what uh what he has and there's two new two new assistants with him too mm-hmm. um uh Mike Van Ryn and uh I don't know how to pronounce I think it's Mike Van Ryn or Mike Van Ryan I think it's Van <laughs> it's Van Ryan Van Ryan All right. mm-hmm. and Guy Boucher obviously mm-hmm. we'll see how that uh that dynamic works in the, in the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. All right. And my second question is which of the following returning players do you think will have the biggest impact? And this is interesting because these are, are these players are a little bit more fringe, but may be expected to make a little bit of a, of a jump or develop a little bit more. So number one on the list was Joseph Wall. Number two, Pontus Holmberg. Uh, number three, Nick Robertson, and number four, Connor Timmins. So, out of these guys, would you pick? Well, I picked Joseph Wall. Like, yeah, I, and I, that was actually an overwhelming majority picked him. Yeah, as as the person with the biggest impact, including myself. So, yeah, um, yeah, I think 
you know, we're hopeful that these other three guys uh, are going to start contributing more, mm-hmm. uh, especially Nick Robertson. Yeah. Um, I really, I really feel for the guy. And I really, I think everybody was elated yesterday when he sniped that goal. Yeah. It was actually a beautiful goal. Uh, a nice dish to him, oh, mind yeah. you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I actually think too, because the thing that bugs me in this uh, training camp actually is like Kelly Youngkrook has been injured or missing mm-hmm. in action <laughs> somehow. I don't know. Some people are saying he's even, I mean, I think he's injured, but some people are, there's some trade rumors out there too. Yeah. Um, for that, but no, I, I mean, heard he's hurt. Yeah, that's what I heard too. But they're just keeping it quiet to say just the usual thing that the Leafs do. Uh, most NHL teams do. They don't give a lot of information on injuries. But um, it kind of bugs me though the fact that let's just say like these young kids like Nick Robertson or Alex Steves, like they have decent camps, and this guy hasn't played. Yarncroak hasn't played one game, and but then he's immediately gonna get into the well lineup, right? i mean just because the he's the thing. he gets he's the veteran right and and he well yeah and no one should lose their spot due to just because of not injury. to lose it but to yeah. actually give the opportunity i mean maybe he'll still unfortunately hopefully not but maybe yarn croak will be um won't be available for opening night who knows and maybe like Robertson well maybe not or- not quite yet because um i mean he did practice with the team on saturday i guess right um but I mean, remember last last season, Engvall was hurt at the start um, mm-hmm. during training camp. Oh yeah, it yeah. took him a little while till he came back into the lineup. So yeah. it may be the same thing with Yarn Crock, you know, needing um, more a little bit more conditioning and stuff like that. So okay. yeah. it might give some of these other guys a little bit more extended time. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, Leafs Nation, if you're interested, you can find the complete results for the Suns poll uh, through a link in our show notes. Um, Lots of different questions in there, which were interesting. And before we go, we do want to give a shout out to, we've had quite a few new followers on our social media. Um, So on Facebook page, we want to welcome uh, Michelle Jerome and Jackson Leonard. And on X, formerly Twitter, uh, we want to welcome Maple Leafs Wave and Salika guy. That was an interesting one, I thought. The Toyota Salika. <laughs> I remember that car. And on Instagram, welcome to Read Leafs. So thank you to all of our social media followers. And a reminder, we would love to hear from you throughout this uh, upcoming NHL season. Uh, leave us a comment in our social media posts. Give us your thoughts on uh, anything to do with the Leafs, anything to do with the games and uh, what's going on with the team. And also a reminder to hit that follow button wherever you listen to our show, Apple, Spotify, or your favorite app. You can also find us on the Believe Network at Believe.com or on our website, LadiesTalkingLeafs.com. It's also going to be our first full season on YouTube this year. So you can subscribe to our channel and watch our show there. Um, or we also post uh, in-game action videos from games that we attend at, Scot- at Scotiabank Arena as well. So our YouTube handle, just like our social media, is at LTL1917. Yeah, and we'll have lots of video from opening night uh, in 11 nights. For so. sure. And don't forget, we'll be sharing some big news on our next episode, October 18th. So be sure to follow our show and follow us on social media. Um, X, uh, I, I don't like X. I think on the last show, I said <laughs> X something and it yeah. sounded like I was saying our X 
fan, like somebody who is like no longer a fan. I'm like, oh my God. it's the worst title, worst title, worst yeah. name. Anyway. Yeah. But anyways, follow us on X, uh, Instagram and Facebook. Our handle is at LTL1917 and also on threads. Got to remember mm-hmm. threads. Who knows? You never know. Might, uh, yeah, might come back pick in the up game again. here. Yeah. So we would love to hear your thoughts on the show. Uh, leave us a rating or a review uh, on Apple or Spotify. It's easy and it's important uh, for us to get uh, more exposure as a source for Leafs content. So it's a simple click of the star rating. Five star. <laughs> and um, and yeah, if you can or just leave us a comment and we thank you for taking the time. Another way to help us out is by visiting our Kofi page at Kofi.com. You can follow us there. And if you choose to, you can support us by buying us a coffee. Any donation goes towards helping us produce the show and making it even better for you. You can find the link to our Kofi page on our show notes or in any of our social media profile pages. And as always, we want to say thank you to our healthcare workers and first responders for everything that they do. Thanks as always for listening and watching. And until next time, go Leafs, go! Do you believe?